Welcome to the Ecom Shop Talk Podcast. Scott and Flav help you navigate the world of e-commerce today, including print on demand, to grow your e-com empire. They aren't gurus, but are pretty darn smart. Here are your hosts, Scott and Flav. Welcome everybody back to Ecom Shop Talk. This is episode number three. We have made it to number three. My name is Scott and I'm here with Flav. And we are going to bring you your ecom shop talk. That's right. What's up? How's uh how's the weather down there in uh, Sunshine State, Scott? Sunshine State right now is not so sunshiny. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is raining and thundering. So hopefully the connection will be good, and we'll have ourselves another amazing episode, man. Yeah, man. Hopefully. Uh, but yeah, up here in New York, it's like uh, the opposite kind of Florida weather. It's just about 90 and nice and hot out. So I guess uh, I'll enjoy that while I uh, can before we get to uh, a little bit colder times. Yeah. Yeah. With your, your one day of warm weather that you get up there. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so what's uh, what's on today's docket? What are we talking about? Today, the overall topic is going to be about niches, niching down a general store versus a niche store and really finding out your niche and, you know, finding what's going to work for you, what's going to be the, the right niche for you and really just dialing that in and giving away some, some tips and tricks to be able to find that out and uh, just getting rocking and rolling with the niches. Very cool. All right. So yeah, and I noticed that you said niche. I, I I too say niche as well. I'm not cool enough to say niche, niches, I guess. But uh, yeah, I say niche as well. So I guess we're on the same boat there. You can't not have an episode like this and bring up niche versus niche or niche or whatever, however they do it. It's, it's yeah. the, the age old debate, man. It, it always goes back and forth with it. But I think the majority consensus, uh, the majority of us anyways, go and say niche. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with that. <laughs> I dig it. All right. So um, so I, I guess no matter which platform you're selling on, whether it's you know your own website through Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, Squarespace, you name it, it doesn't matter, or Etsy, uh, anything like that. I, I guess you know for anyone who maybe doesn't know, there's really a couple of angles we can take with our store, right? So we can have like a general store, which means for and my definition anyway, just means a variety of topics and audience that you're trying to target. So you have a little bit of everything, whether it's various products or variants or very various types of, um, you know, uh, not products, but like the target that you're trying to go after. Whereas mm -hmm. niched down store would be more something specific. Is that kind of your take on it? That's, that's exactly how I feel about it too. And I, I always, in my mind, I always think of Walmart you know, kind of the, the general store, they have a bit of everything. And uh, as opposed to going to um, say PacSun for a specific, uh, I say, I was gonna say specific niche of apparel, but you know, for specific yeah. designs of apparel and genre of apparel and stuff, you know, that's kind of where my mind always goes to and, and trying to give a, a real world reference kind of thing. Yeah. Um and, and I mean, they're both good. I mean, Amazon obviously makes a living, a very good living from being uh, general and offering everything. But I think that's, for me anyway, when I build any new store on, on, on a domain on Shopify or WooCommerce, 
I guess that's always my thing is if I'm going to take the time to do that and build a brand and everything, which you should if you can do your own site, um, I struggle with the fact of why would anyone buy for me um, rather than an Amazon or Walmart if I offer a little bit of everything, whether I'm drop shipping, POD, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, you kind of think that way as well or? Uh, kind of going to the Amazon thing, when you think about it too, they were a little bit they were more niched when they first started, you know, gearing towards books and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, then, yeah. Then they, then they pivoted um, and definitely went a lot more broad. So when it, when it comes to this, when it comes to general or niche and, and even sticking with a specific niche, you know, you, you're always going to have options. You're always going to be able to pivot when you're testing and, and doing different things like that. So, um, mm -hmm. So I guess it's it's always going to be kind of different for everybody, you know, but the general consensus and general what's worked for me has has typically been sticking with a niche and it makes it really makes life a lot easier too. Um, yeah, for, for me on social media, it has only because yeah. I, if you're trying to get an idea to spread, um, you're trying to get a following and people to come back, then in my opinion and, and with my experience so far, niche down and having a community somewhere that people can kind of call home a movement to get behind, um, anything like that. And um, I know that sounds like huge, but it doesn't have to be huge, but like basically <laughs> something that people can get behind um, and it's specific, then they're gonna wanna come back. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the general store, what are your thoughts of it on Etsy though? Because we have seen, you and I have seen some examples of uh, POD stores on Etsy that have done very well that are, I guess it's still niche cause it's all t-shirts, but if their topics are kind of all over the place, you know, how have you done there? Man, you know, I, I lean more towards the niche specific to, to Etsy. I lean more towards the niche store. However, there has been some great success with people, um, with the general store as, and this is speaking specifically for, uh, print on demand and even more so the apparel side. Um, but there has been some very successful general stores, but myself personally, uh, leaning more towards the, the niche store, but, but also having some success in my general store too. Cause I have, I have two stores. One is general, one is niche. Um, but I, I think somebody starting out with Etsy would be wise to try to think long-term with a brand in mind, um, and, and starting out with a niche and being able to research it, know your niche, know that market and really drill down and hone in. And in the long run, it's really going to make it easier and be able to expand off of Etsy to other platforms. And it'll help more with, with social marketing, really being able to target that and market to that mark, to that, uh, to that niche. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I know for me on, on Merch by Amazon, that was kind of what I was doing because I was putting so many different topics and types of shirts up there. Then I'm like, well, why not bring all this to Etsy too? But And it did well, but for the most part, like you're saying, uh, I found more success in being able to niche down. So now, uh, you know, everyone knows I haven't done Merch too much lately, but when I dive back in, I'm just kind of, kind of keeping it varied centered in, in terms of a few topics and then that way when i bring it to other platforms it's going to be more specific and when it comes to we'll say merch by amazon and then you know even the other marketplaces uh with specific with print on demand um 
kind of the, the terminology that we use is, you know, fattening your niches. You want to be in multiple niches when it comes to those kind of marketplaces. Um, but you want to really hone in on specific niches that you know and fatten your niches, so to speak. I kind of like that that term that's been been coined that they use. Yeah, like have a good presence in each one. Yeah, um, yeah. So, okay. So, so what are, um, you know, what are some key reasons to niche down then? And so it sounds like we're both fans of doing that. Um, I know I am, especially if you're building your own website and social media platforms, then, you know, niching down is good. But what other reasons other than maybe social media? Other reasons to niche down? Yeah. Um, so we, we, we both kind of touched on it before, but uh, the marketing aspect of it, being able to really brand yourself and present yourself as the leader within that specific market. Um, a lot of when you drill down a lot of the niches, they're not going to be as saturated as say a broad market like dogs. When you, when you really categorize down say four levels deep or so, you have a lot less competition and a lot more opportunity to be the, the big fish in a small pond. So once you get in there and you find what you're passionate about, what you're going to market about, you really have that opportunity to, uh, to be the leader and to really hone in and, and know that market better than anybody else. So I think the marketing aspect is a, a really huge, uh, huge point to be able to uh, hone into. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I definitely uh, agree with all that. From a marketing standpoint, the website, everything just kind of stands out a little bit more. And, you know, it's like you said, the PacSun is a good example, I guess. And I always tell people it's kind of like Apple. You know, they technically only yeah. have a few products, but they've mastered those products and everybody knows them for those products. And, you know, that that's how they make a living um, as opposed to being and everything. And same thing with even restaurants. McDonald's is known for what they do. They don't try to do every single type of food out there. They only typically do burgers or anything similar. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's definitely a very good idea to niche down. So I, I think maybe we can talk a little bit about how to niche down. So in case somebody is like, this sounds great, you know, I'm, I'm starting my store, maybe I already started, maybe they've already been doing this a while and think that they got to niche down now. Um, you know, what are some ways that maybe we can brainstorm uh, on niching down a little bit further? For me, usually when I start out, I get a lot of ideas so i'll start from the from the very beginning kind of starting from finding your niche um for me i usually get a lot of ideas and i usually have to brain dump and that's whether you're writing it down on a piece of paper just writing out the different niches that either you're passionate about or maybe some of your family members know about and stuff and really just getting things out of your mind and onto paper or typing it out either way um, and then while you're doing that, you're going to want to kind of categorize those niches. So we'll, we'll use dogs, for instance, or pets. Um, so dogs, that would be kind of the, the top level category. Then you can niche down, categorize down to a specific breed. And then you could think of um, if it's going to be dog owners that you're going to be catering to, or if it's going to be kind of a if you're into physical products, if it's going to be dog food or, you know, different things like that. So there's different subcategories that you can, you can drill down even farther. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's kind of how I started out is first brain dumping, starting off broad, 
categorizing it out the different uh, the different categories and then drilling down even farther. And that's drilling down with product type, but then you can take it a step further and go dog and then like which type of dog, right? And you can yeah. also drill down that way too, if you really wanted to. Yep. And then, you know, people use dogs for hunting. People use dogs that are more active. So if it's a, a fitness type of vibe that you're, you're thinking of, if you're into fitness, you can tie that in with it too. So there's a lot of categories and subcategories that you can really drill down into. Okay. And then one thing that I like to do too, I don't know if you have done this as well, but uh, I'm used to just kind of doing this in, in the blogging space, but I've also done it for e-commerce lately is, you know, I also take a look at like keyword searches monthly on, on Google. So I'll take a look at something, um, you know, I'll even give an example. Like last year I was going to look at starting a shop that was kind of dedicated to fantasy football. I'm a big fantasy football nerd. In fact, uh, you know, that starts in a couple of weeks. I can't wait for all that. But, uh, you know, but for me, I was going to start kind of, you know, either on Etsy or on Shopify with my own store because it was around this time that, well, a little bit before that, where I was like, well, fantasy football is about to peak. That would be a good idea. And what I did is I, I liked the idea. So I went to like, you know, Uber suggest as a good tool. And I also use KW finder, but I went in there and I did some keyword research and I started looking and what I, and I also went to Google trends and other great sites to see kind of, you know, what's going up and down. And I found a lot of searches for like around July to September as, as I anticipated, but then as the season wore on and especially in the off season, it, it dipped a lot, you know, as far as the interest was. So, I thought to myself, well, do I really want to put a lot of effort into something that's going to be seasonal? Right. Um, you know, in long term, if I had the time to do a project like that, it still would be worth it because every year, maybe I'd get a good, very, very good bump, you know, for four months, four or five mm -hmm. months out of the year, which I would be fine with. But I just have too much else going on that makes more sense for me to put in because it worked for me year round. But yeah. I'm just you know, just maybe a specific example like that that can help others that, you know, that's a good a good idea of something I'm passionate about. It's a very good idea. I can run with a lot of designs and, and products for it. Uh, but I just chose to not do it after doing a little more research, seeing the keywords, uh, the keyword volume go way off the cliff and, and all that. Um, so, yeah, so that's something else to look into as well is look at the demand on Google, on Amazon, wherever you're selling uh, before also deciding what, how far you want to niche down. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. You know, do your do your homework up front, do that due diligence up front and also ask to yourself, what is what are you going to be bringing to the table, bringing to that market that's going to be unique? that's going to have a different angle, you know, what kind of uh, approach are you going to bring to that market? Um, something that's going to make them, that's going to draw people to you. That's going to ultimately make them want to purchase something from you. Um, just essentially because you're passionate about something doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, people are going to want to buy your product um, or that there's even going to be a big enough market for your product. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a really good point. Just making sure you're doing your research upfront, doing that homework upfront. And if you get into something and then really find that it's not going to be the best avenue, what's awesome about this is you can easily pivot and go, 
not necessarily a completely different direction, but you could even stay within that niche and pivot a little bit. And whether it's a different product that you're going to be marketing to or a different, uh, a different group of people or, or whatever. Yeah. There's and, an option to do that. Yeah. Definitely look at the demand, the seasonality. And now that I think about it, I also have two recent clients that I'm doing some social media work with, and it's been like difficult because one of them is selling like in-home spas, like, mm -hmm. like saunas and, their website and the images that we've put up look phenomenal but the problem is there's only so many potential customers that are going to spend five thousand to ten thousand dollars on a in-home sauna you know yeah so that right there you also have to think of the marketing and the advertising and the targeting afterwards you know will you be able to sell these products in this case you know drop shipping um you know, so it might be a good idea where, you know, you don't need to do a lot of volume for these products. I mean, you can sell one in a month, literally, and probably make a couple thousand dollars. But um, at the same time, are you going to be able to move even that one per month, um, you know, with two or three units? And then the other one is a um, swimsuit website that sells uh, designer, pretty expensive swimsuits. Or, I mean, I don't wear bikinis, so I don't really know. But, <laughs> I mean, some of them are like 200 to $400. And I'm just thinking, man, I'm buying only a teeny bit of clothes and most of my right. body is hanging out and I'm paying that much. Maybe women do pay that for it. Again, I don't know enough about that market, but <laughs> you know, it's a good reminder that it, you know, you want to do a little bit of that research and see, you know, are people going to pay for this? And again, there's always going to be somebody to pay for some, I mean, celebrities pay $3,000 mm -hmm. for a pair of sunglasses, which I never would do. Um, but they're in a different boat. Uh, so, but again, that's also going to be few and far between that would spend $3,000 on a pair of sunglasses. So you just have to take that into account as well. Like, you know, like Scott said, see the demand, like I was talking about the seasonality, but then look at the, you know, pricing in your market. Are you going to be able to find enough people either on Google or Facebook or whatever marketplace you're on that can purchase these uh, products? So you really have to take all this into account. Um, you know, when, when doing this, there's a, a, a good example is, um, you know, watches, the watches, there's, there's so many watches you could in the, on the surface, you could say watches are saturated. I would never get into that. But when you look at Rolex and their specific market that they have and how high end that they are, you know, you wouldn't, uh, I know me personally, or the majority will say the average Joe wouldn't think of the Rolex, but you know, they've got a market and they've got a thriving market and they've had growth literally year over year. Yeah. And they've just got that little piece of the market, but they've got the high end product and they've got that brand and they've got that really gives the, the people that, that status symbol. Um, and they really yeah. get that following. Kind of like premium cars, right? Like, you know, Mercedes and BMW. Right. And brands like that, Tesla, now you can throw in that mix. You know, they, they you know, are there other similar cars to BMW and a Mercedes that are, you know, just as luxurious and everything else? Yeah, but, you know, it's not a Mercedes that you're driving around. So for a lot of people, um, they just want that quality and they'll pay for it. So, yeah, so there is a market for, I don't want to say everything, but for things out there. But then you just have to realize that, Mercedes, as a, an example, they're, you know, moving less units than a Honda. There's, mm -hmm. no, yeah. there's no doubt about that. However, their profits per car is higher because it's a premium car. 
and they're making it up that way. So I think when you set up a shop, I think it's kind of like FBA, right? Scott, you've done FBA, but I, I, I never have, but I know it's the same sort of idea when you're looking for products to sell. If you're in the beginning doing mainly arbitrage and stuff, you got to kind of think one way or the other. Am I going to find more expensive type things that, where I don't have to right. any units, but I can make maybe a thousand, two thousand, whatever your goal is that month? Or am I going to hunt for some more expensive ones where I don't have to move as many products, but I'm going to make a much bigger rip on each one? Yep, that's exactly right. And that's the, the beauty of e-commerce. You've got these options um, and it kind of depends on on your background too and what you're more comfortable with with doing and and working with um you know also on the automotive side you've got even the higher end when it comes to ferraris and lamborghinis and stuff that's even a smaller portion of the market and yeah. again it's, the, it's that status symbol and their market is growing too you know but they don't sell near as many as as the other guys like the hondas and stuff and um their prices certainly aren't Honda prices, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a great point. They're even higher than Mercedes. So they're even selling way less units than a Mercedes or a BMW, but obviously they have money, even though I don't see a BMW, you know, not a BMW. I don't see a Lamborghini on every uh, every time I'm driving, you know? Right, so, right. And yeah. It's very rare. So going with that, you know, you don't really want to go in thinking, oh, that's going to be too small or, or too narrow that that niche isn't just gonna just doesn't have enough people you know it doesn't really take a lot of people to make a lot of money um, when you get down to to the small niche like that you can really build that audience faster um, and ultimately set yourself up to uh to stand out more you know since there's going to be less competition within that market yeah yeah, that's a good point. I, th I think as long as you've done your research and going into it, you know that because I've seen too often that people start selling something. Maybe they didn't realize that it was going to be a very niched, difficult audience to get an expensive product and stuff. And then they kind of give up and they don't want to do it anymore. But, you know, in these examples were given Mercedes, Lamborghini and Rolex. They know what they're doing. They know their market and they purposely are pricing where they are. Uh, same goes for Apple, you know, their computers are typically more expensive than a Windows computer. They know that, but they know that, you know, their corner of the market is going to come back to them. So I think as long as you know these things up front, um, especially if you're doing drop shipping, FBA, private label, and you know what you're getting into, then then I think it's fine with your marketing efforts. But if you didn't do the research, you might be in for a surprise to find that it's going to be hard to move units because you're not targeting the right people. Another good uh place to do research is Amazon itself. Um, not just, you know, directly on their main amazon.com, but they have their best sellers page um, where you can really go through and see what's selling. Um, but they also give you the categories. So that can really help you to um, go to the main, you know, best sellers page. Nice. And yeah. just drill down to each subcategory and just see what else is out there too. And, there's there are a lot of things that you just wouldn't think about at all. And There's a direct link to that, isn't there? Like you can go to Amazon, you can you're saying you can see the complete bestsellers list and then start to niche down a little bit further, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know it off the top of my head. If you just literally Google Amazon bestsellers, it's mm -hmm. it's going to be the first one that's that's right on top of the search. So. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, that that is a very good way. And then uh, Pinterest is another good way to find products as well, right? Depending uh, what kind of products you're looking for. Uh, I mean, is Pinterest is basically a search engine that people go for ideas. 
Exactly right. It's really going to help you drill down even more. Um, but you got to be careful because it, it can take you off on some rabbit trails. So you got to keep focused when you're on there and, and keep your mind. Um, unless you're, you know, in the very beginning stages of, of trying to find your niche and stuff like that. But if you've got a rough general idea, um, it can really take you down some rabbit trails. But Pinterest I like because I'm more of a, a creative visual person. So Pinterest I really like because it has um, it has that visual aspect to it, a lot like Instagram as well. Um, but Pinterest, like you said, is more of the, the search engine that's going to help take you and uh, and lead you in some, some different paths and just give you some really good ideas. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to add with uh, audience selection, too, we actually talked about this um, offline, like before doing this, but... Um, you know, is also going by demographic and age and everything like that. It doesn't always have to be a product. Right. So, you know, because that can change too. So in other words, if you, I guess Harley Davidson would be a good example of that. Like Harley, they're not going after like, yes, they only sell bikes, but they go after a certain type of person that's into bikes and into Harley. And they have like this major following. So for, especially for people on print on demand, whether it's merch, Etsy, or things like that, uh, even drop shipping, you know, you can target like retirees, you can target young millennials, you know, you can target, you know, whatever teens is a bad one, because they don't have the money, you got to target, you know, also the parents when you do that, but mm -hmm. you, can, you can target like, you know, a type of person, if that makes sense, you know, so like, yeah. if if you wanted to target people 55 to 60 plus and you're doing print on mans, then you have all kinds of different topics you can get into, but it's still the same type of person. So you can do retirement type shirts and work shirts and getting old shirts and all these different things that you can do. So it's different topics, but it's the it targeting wise when you go to market it or create a website for it, it's still all kind of unified under one type of person, um, which I think is another good idea to do as well. It is, yeah. That's a really good point. That it does—it's not just the product, you know. It can be around a, a person. Yeah, kind of like an idea, a concept, or you can do yeah. like stay-at-home moms, or a busy working dad, or a stay-at-home dad. Um, you know, so it can really be like a type of person by what they do and what they're about. It can be based on their age. It could be based on their generation, like we said. So there's a lot of different ways you can also niche down other than just the product or the topic. That way you can stay a little bit loose with the topic, but now you've niched down a little bit further to, you know, I, I don't know, you've niched down a little bit further to a type of person, but you still have a little bit of range on products you can do. Yeah, and it helps, especially when it comes to Facebook advertising, um, you know, being able to, to really drill down and just get that market and hit that exact market in there. Um, and drill down that way too. Yeah, that's true. It definitely would help with that. Um, you know, maybe that's another good way to do some targeting. I've never decided on a niche that way, but if you go into your Facebook and like create an ad um, and get to the part where you can do the targeting and the, you know, suggestions and all that and the behaviors and interests, that's a good way right there as well because um, right in the audience insights, you can do it too. But you can take a look and see if you type in, if you're thinking of targeting, the retirees I was talking about, it can take you down a rabbit hole there, you know, just do retirees as behavior, um, you know, or, or title. And then that way from there you click suggestions and you can start going in different directions where they'll recommend other types of topics. That's also a good way to find new topics to do products on. 
that'll help you also because it's going to give you the amount of people that's in yeah in that's that niche. That. You know? Yep. Yeah, so that, that way it's really good. That really would give you some idea because if you type in a couple of topics and it's very low, then if you plan on doing any Facebook marketing, that tells you that you might be a little limited in going after that. But if, if it tells you it's pretty high and there's millions, then, you know, maybe that's all you need. Yep. Good point. I dig it. So once you, uh, you know, kind of once you wrap your head around the niche that you like, you know, once you have something that, all right, this is, this is what I like. This is what I might be passionate about. This is something that I can see myself doing for, uh, for quite a while, really trying to build a brand around. Um, once you find it, you're really going to want to get into it quickly. Um, and just become that, we say that, that dominant force within that niche. Um, and I brought up, you know, being that big fish in the small pond, um, because there isn't, if, if there isn't as much competition in there, you really want to set yourself up as as the leader within that market. Yeah, I definitely just like all the examples we gave, you know, they're they're definitely known to be a leader like that and you're only going to get that way by by niching down. So so hopefully you're sold on the idea of um, you know, niching down in some of these different uh, ways and topics that we have. And and again, I think when you're starting out, if you're not super niched down, that's fine, but I just wouldn't start off super general either because you're gonna have a hard time getting some traction and, and maybe get discouraged yeah and it's it's okay to pivot you know know that when you're when you're going down you're you have the option of a, a plan b in the back of your mind you're not just stuck with it and um and that kind of thing it's okay to pivot a little bit if if you're doing your testing you're doing your due diligence and your research and things just aren't clicking it's okay to make that turn and head down on another road if need be for sure. All right. I think that that about sums up the general versus the niche store and being able to, to niche down, um, you know, and, and standing out with uh, with your audience and just being able to find that that niche. It's going to make you wildly successful in the e-commerce space. For sure. <laughs> uh, be sure to check out Ecom Shop Talk dot com slash connect if you guys have any questions or comments or anything like that go on there send us a message um, if you need any help with with your website or anything um, you know we'd be glad to to help you out in that aspect as well yeah definitely if there if there's any ideas you have obviously the you know the the podcast is young we want to continue doing these episodes we have a lot of topics in place but at the same time if you're listening and you say hey they almost touched on this i wish they would touch more on this then you know drop us a line let us know we'll be glad to put it on if it fits and uh we can do that and uh you know perhaps if you want scott and i to take a look at your uh, website or shop we'll be glad to do that as well you know maybe take a look at it and give you any opinions and ideas i mean scott and i we see besides our own we see a lot of other websites uh on a weekly basis so i know from a conversion standpoint what typically works well um you know with an e-commerce shop what doesn't and from a niche standpoint what we've been talking about we can also take a look at that uh for you and give you some opinions there on maybe whether or not you should pivot or continue the course and whatnot so don't be shy if you hit us up and we'll be glad to take a look and help you out with that as also E-commerce is what we do. So if you got any questions, definitely be sure to reach out. Let us know. All right, cool. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And in a couple of weeks, we'll have the next 
episode out, and we appreciate you uh, taking a listen today. Episode number three coming to a close. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your time. Mm-hmm.